Testament church, we're rising up. We're rising up. We're rising up. We're the New Testament church, we're rising up. Well, if you think it's all long gone and the miracles are done, well, I have some good news to bring to you. Of his spirit more and more And like a mighty eagle your strength he'll renew We're rising up We're rising up We're the New Testament church and we're rising up Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? That's who we are. We're rising up. Hallelujah. What a privilege it is to be considered in that number as a church that's rising up above every, everything. Everything that we come up against, the church is rising up. Amen. God bless you today. It's been a wonderful day. I enjoyed getting to spend some time with you guys. And and uh, who won the volleyball tournament? Wasn't none of them cross boys, was it? That's, that's good. <laughs> we certainly enjoyed ourselves uh, with you guys today, and uh, we, we count it an honor to be standing before the, the bride of Jesus Christ in this hour. If you have your Bibles, we'd like to look over in a portion of Scripture over in the book of Acts, chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 and then down to Acts chapter 2 and uh, before we before we read let's just let's just speak to the author of the word here tonight amen how many has a need that you would like to make known by an uplifted hand here if it wouldn't make you feel uncomfortable here tonight maybe you could lay your hand over on a brother to a brother sister to a sister and I'm going to ask you maybe to kind of get out of your comfort zone just for a moment. And I, I would like, as, as Brother Rob prayed tonight, he has no idea how powerful his, his prayer request was. But I, I'm going to ask that you lay aside everything tonight. I'm going to ask that you lay aside all of your ideas, all of your wants. And, and I want you to come together under one mind, under one accord, for this purpose is to see the Holy Ghost poured out in this place. Poured out upon the brother that you're praying for. Poured out upon the sister that you're praying for. Now don't just pray for yourself now. I want you to pray for those brothers and sisters right beside you. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, what a privilege it is for us to be considered your children, Father. To recognize, Lord, that right here in this place... It is a place that you have predestined, Father, a place in time that you want to express how powerful that you are. Lord, things that you have been dealing with me on to speak upon this service here tonight. Lord, I recognize that we are in a very pivotal moment in time. We recognize that these young people are standing before you tonight. They're not standing before myself. And Lord, I've asked them, Lord, to lay aside everything at this time. Lay aside all of their fears, all the all of the 
turmoils of life that they've been in and let them raise their voice and raise their hands and raise their raise their expectation to believe that all things are possible to them that believe i believe that tonight is going to be a very supernatural night I believe that the same angel that came and revealed these seals has come here again to pour out and show us exactly who he is through the word. Now I ask, Father, that you reach out, those that are sick in body, those that have physical needs. I ask, Father, that you would come amongst us tonight and you would pour out your spirit like never before in this place and let the bride of Jesus Christ rise to a higher level. These young people leave this meeting completely transformed and filled with the Holy Ghost and May they let themselves loose to the power of Almighty God. I believe, Lord, that you are here to do what you said that you would do. And I don't believe there's anything too hard for you. There's not a hard heart that can stand in front of the power of your love. I recognize that we've been raised for this hour, Lord, for such a time as this. And I pray, Father, that you would come amongst us today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I believe the Lord's going to do something here tonight. Before we read in Acts chapter 1, I would like to read from this, read a quote that Brother Branham says in Hear Ye Him. He said, the numbers doesn't mean whether Christ is there or not. He said, it's the attitude of the people that's in the number what determines it. He said, you can take an egg that a hen is supposed to get on to hatch it, and you put the egg in an incubator where it's just warm light. That incubator will hatch the egg just the same as the chick or the hen will itself because it's the atmosphere that does the hatching. And it's the same thing in a meeting of this type, and it could be possible tonight and also probable that it will be that there could be an hour of this next hour on the clock that there wouldn't be one sinner or backslider left in here without being right with God. It could be that every sick and afflicted person could be made well and go out of here glorifying God. This could break into a repeat of Pentecost. If the atmosphere gets right, see, the atmosphere to bring such results would be the Holy Spirit. Amen. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 but you shall receive power after <clears throat> the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. And when, uh, excuse me, Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. <clears throat> Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord and in one place. They were there under the same mindset. They were there. They had emptied out. They had come to a spot. They were in one mind. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'd like for you to read that out loud with me tonight. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. May God bless his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to give this to you, buddy. Thank you. Amen. 
Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight? Amen. Amen. I would like to speak to you tonight upon a thought that the Lord has placed on my heart for this, for this service here tonight on God's strategy. God's strategy. And I believe that we are living in one of the most special hours that ever has been upon the face of the earth. We are living in an hour where the pillar of fire has made its return back it's made its return back amongst the church of the living God and William Branham would say about that picture that was taken in in 1950 there at the Houston Coliseum he said he said he never had his picture just taken with me because I was there or because it was me there he said it was because of the message the message of Pentecost that I represent so the message or the pillar of fire didn't show up over brother Branham's picture over brother Branham's head just because if it was him there it was because of the message of Pentecost that he represented. And I believe that tonight that the pillar of fire has come here amongst the church of the living God because of the message of Pentecost that we represent. And I, I recognize that we are serving a God that is a designer of all things. And I, we look at this building and we think about the, the lovely power of design that somebody had a vision to lay it out like these, how it, how it is, and everything just begins, seems to flow. But God is the great designer of all things. We think about Brother Michael that, that had the vision or had the idea and drew out this drew out this building and had it laid out maybe 25 some years ago but where did he get that vision from? Where did he get the ability to be able to look at those things and bring it to pass and now you're sitting here in a spot that Brother Michael Bailey had drew out some 25 years ago looking at plans and to think that tonight that you're sitting right here in the midst of plans that God drew out before the foundation of the world and I believe that you're in a very special season of life to recognize that there is nothing that is holding God back. We recognize that if he wanted the moons to preach the gospel, he would have allowed them to done it. You see, if he wanted the ecosystem to preach the gospel, he would have done it. The solar system, it's perfect in harmony and if one of them get out of its place, then it, it can destroy the whole entire world but you notice he did not choose the solar system to preach the gospel gospel. He didn't choose the ecosystem to preach the gospel. God works through human agency and he's come here again tonight. He chose man to preach and to work for him and to live for him and he's chosen a people that were born with a thirst upon the inside of them that they would thirst after God. As David would say in Psalms 42 and 7, it's the deep that calls to the deep. So there is somebody here that is desiring to be here because you you would not be here unless somebody put that desire on the inside of your heart. How did you get in the building tonight? Because God put you here. You didn't come here because of your friends. You didn't come here for the entertainment. You didn't come here for the activities. You came here because God put something on the inside of you. And there is nothing that the world can offer you that is greater than the word of God. We good? All right. He's got my body armor. He'll be my body armor. God will do that. Thank you, brother. But we recognize that God is doing specific things. Brother Branham said in the message on the God who is rich in mercy, he spoke these words. He said, now many of you can fellowship with me upon this thought. 
He said, when I was a little child, he said, I never, he said, I didn't go like the other children would go. He said, I, he said it seemed like there was something that was laying there. When, when others would go this way, it seemed that I was drawn to go the other way. And he would say that it was the word that saw the word in you. You see what it was? It was that little form of life that was laying there. And you see, God has got a strategy to use somebody that is, that is completely emptied out of themselves. And to think that tonight that God is the great designer of all things. But to think that God has a master plan here tonight. Before you ever walked in here, God designed the plan. Before you ever got in your trouble, God designed the plan. And you know what his strategy is, his master plan is tonight? Is to do the same thing that he did back there at Pentecost 2,000 years ago for a people that have a desire and a hunger in their life to see the power of Pentecost poured out. Now notice when, when, those, when those 120, when they got there, notice where they came from. They came from all over the earth. They didn't have the same last name. They didn't come from the same demographic. They came from different cities. They all had a different background, but they were up there with one purpose. They were up there with one mind. They were up there with one goal. And that was to receive the power that Jesus had told them that it would be there. And William Branham said, he said, you let every person in here get in the same mind tonight and you see what takes place. I think tonight if you would come here, maybe you came from North Carolina, Virginia, or wherever. It doesn't matter where you came from. But if you can get into the same mind that the power of Pentecost would repeat right here. You mean to tell me that God would do the same thing that he did up there in the upper room right here in the midst of Johnson City, Tennessee? I happen to believe that God is that kind of a God, Brother Luther, that God will give out his spirit. And there's not one chaos. There's not one trial there's not one power there's not one demon that can hold back the release of the Holy Ghost here tonight and there's children and there's daughters and there's brothers that are sitting here that will walk out of here under the same anointing that Paul walked out of when he walked out on the road of Damascus what is that power it's the power of the church of the living God and it's Jesus Christ He's not willing that you leave here the same way that you walked in. He's not willing that you leave here with change. He's not willing you that, that you leave here the way that you walked in. I wonder what would take place in a meeting like this tonight. I wonder how many miracles would take place. I'm not just talking about in this building. I want to go outside of this building tonight. You know that they got there in the upper room and they found out there wasn't enough room in there. We say, well, we ain't filling all of this place. Let me tell you, if the power of the Holy Ghost comes down like it did on the upper room, there ain't enough room in this place for you young people. There ain't enough shouting room in this place for you young people. There ain't enough dancing room in this place, young people. Because when the Holy Ghost goes to moving, how many miracles is going to take place from this night? How many healings are going to take place from this night? It might be a week from now. It might be a month from now. But there's going to be something that is charged in the atmosphere that's going to shake loose. You may not see it right now, but it's coming. You may not experience the supernatural, but the mind of Christ is the supernatural. And when you see it moving amongst the church of the living God, you know that Christ is there. Oh, I feel good tonight. That devil better run out of here. 
What is going to happen in this place when we get in the same mind, under the same promise, under the same purpose? You watch a bunch of people in the world today, what is it they're uniting around what they call their rights? They call themselves that they are identified as something else and they're uniting under that thought. Men want to be identified as women and women want to be identified as men. What are they doing? They are uniting under the thought that they can do whatever they want to do. But you are uniting under the same word that you can do anything in the supernatural. If the evil world can go out there under that mindset and think that they can do anything that they want to, but you are bound by the word of God, there's nothing going to happen to you outside of the promises of God. Good Lord of mercy. People are uniting under that same purpose. They're uniting, you see, it's a uniting of times of churches, a uniting times of political powers. You see people moving under a Me Too movement or a Black Lives Matters movement. People use, moving under, they're uniting under the pride movement. But there's another movement that is going on. And there's another union that is going on. And it's an invisible union with a bridegroom. You don't see him in the room tonight, but because you are here, because you showed up, shows to the world that Jesus is still alive. What is it you are unionizing to the power of the Holy Ghost? Now watch, now watch what Brother Branham said. He said what a union does, he said the bride is united by one God under one spirit, the spirit of God in one holy union of God to be one holy bride to God. Now what a union does, a union creates a giving, it creates a doing. You see what a union does, if you've got a real marriage that there's a real union there, you don't have to beg your wife to love you. I didn't have to wake up this morning and say, honey, do you still love me? I didn't have to wake up yesterday and say, God, do you still love me? He still loves you. You may have made a mistake in your marriage. You may have made a mistake in your natural marriage. You may have made a mistake in your spiritual life. But there is a love that does not get upset about mistakes. Brother Brandon would say about him and his wife, he said something would come up. He said, we love each other so much that it would fix the problem. I love her if she would fall. You know that God loves you so much that you can fall, that he loves you enough to get you back up. A union creates a giving. A union creates a doing. You don't have to beg somebody to worship God when there's a union there. You don't have to beg somebody to amen the word of God when there's a union there. You don't have to beg somebody to believe in miracles when there's a union there. You don't have to beg somebody to work them up. You just know that the union is there. There's a union that is happening and you don't even know that it's happening but the pillar of fire is circling over you and is working over your faith. It's working over your faith and your faith is being released. You feel it in the room. You feel the atmosphere. You feel the change. It's not my voice that is doing it. It's the presence of the living God. The same one that you heard speak on tape. It's the same one. It's the voice behind the voice. What a union does, it breaks the very power of Satan. A union breaks the very power of Satan. You watch somebody, if they've got bitterness in their life 
As soon as there becomes a union between God, you watch the spirit of forgiveness come rushing over them. What is it? It's a union that is transforming. It's transpiring right here in the room. You can have friends out there on the outside of the world, but you watch a union take place in this room, and they'll get rid of themselves. You watch, maybe you've got afflictions, maybe, maybe complexes or, or stigmas that ain't even the room. You didn't bring them in here, but you know good and well that if you don't get it fixed tonight, that you're gonna walk out and you're gonna meet those things right in your face. But I wanna tell you that a union breaks the very power of Satan. Friends and the world can offer you all kinds of things. You're in a very special spot and you're trying to figure out your purpose in life. But a union breaks the very power of Satan now and in your future. Well, I'm just trying to decide which college to go to. A union sets your course not for failure, but to succeed. I believe that I'm talking to a people that are the most successful people on the face of the earth. I believe that if you put God first in everything, that you'll be successful in spite of everything that the devil can put on you. Come on, somebody. You might have a job offer, but if there's a union, God will make sure that you don't accept it. There might be a college offer, but God's gonna make sure that you're in the right spot. Glory to God. There's a union that is happening. What is it? That before the foundation of the world, William Branham said that God slipped the wedding band of unbearded, predestinated grace upon your hand. It's a union that's taking place. You mean to tell me at 14 years old, God wants me? He's, you are exactly what God is looking for. It doesn't matter if you're 12. It don't matter if you're 50. You're exactly what God is looking for. He don't care if you're pimple face. He don't care if you're a punk. He don't care how hard you're running. God's looking for you. And I have found out with my God that there is no case too hard. You say, well, I'm running from God and I'm trying to hide from him. Let me tell you, the God that I'm serving has already found your hide and seek spot. And no matter how hard you run, no matter how hard you try to get away from him, he's gonna find you because he is looking over this earth He's looking over this word, trying to find the seed. Eliezer was hunting for a bride and the spirit of the living God is hunting out his seed. You see, even Jesus prayed in John 17 and 22. He said, the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they might be one even as we are one. And Brother Branham said, he said, it's not a oneness like the church world or the world's trying to offer. He said, but the oneness with God is that the word and us would be the anointed word. He said, that is oneness with God. He said, now notice, he said, this is God's oneness. That the spirit that you got agrees with this word and manifests this word and makes this word power to act the same way that it did there. So the union that you are under, the oneness that you are under, is you are under the same anointing that Peter was under when he was up there in Acts chapter three and there was a lame man that was laying by the beautiful gate and he told him, such as I have, give I thee. He didn't give him something out of his pocket. He gave him the power that he'd found just the day before. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What is it now? 
I want you to say this with me. Brother Random said, he said, let's say it together. Oneness with God is to have God's Spirit in you. Agreeing with the Word. All the Word, the whole Word, and to make it manifested in power. So let me put it together with you. Oneness with God is to have God's spirit in you agreeing with the word, the all the word, the whole word, and to make it manifested in power. So what does that mean? It means that the power that you have is has the ability to cast Satan down. The power that you have under this oneness has the ability to throw cancer down. The abilities that are laying in this union has the power to throw depression down. The power under this union has the power to break every chain. I'm the kind of guy that I will stick with it until you win the battle. And I want to tell you, you can win it. You're an overcomer. Say it out loud, I'm an overcomer. I'm God's child. I'm an offspring from God. I'm a gene seed of God. I am the prophet's prophecy. Now notice, me and Brother Alden here, y'all, y'all, y'all may not know, but this is, this is my head deacon right here. They don't let me go anywhere without a deacon. I'm at much trouble. I appreciate Brother Alden and his family coming with us. My family coming too, but me and Brother Alden, we, we, we sure enjoy doing a little fishing. We, we enjoy doing a little fishing and you know where we, we there's some, some lakes that we go on around around home there and and they 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 allow the universities of that area they have these rowing teams that, that come in there and it's a very powerful thing to watch we're out there trying to catch a little perch and kind of trying to catch some crappie out there and they're out there they're working they're out there working as a team it's an amazing thing when you're sitting out there on that lake and you're sitting out there watching this rowing team and if you're watching some rookies at it, it's not hard to find out that they're new at it. Because you see, there's about, there's about five or six guys or girls that are sitting there in this same boat. And what they're trying to do is make those oars hit the water at the same time. And you can watch, and it's, it's, if, if they're new at it, it's like watching a fish out of water. It don't look right. But you let them get there and they begin to work together and they're, they're, their oars strike the water at the same time. They don't, just, they don't just flap around in the water. They're not just hitting their oars, but they are moving at a terrific speed because they, they, what they'll do is they'll start singing a song. They'll start singing a song and they'll learn the tune of that song and they'll begin to get in tune. You know that if you go to reading, if you go to reading over Numbers chapter 21, that there was a time, there was a time that the children of Israel, if you read in a chapter four, God asked Moses to go up there and smite the rock because they were out of water. But if you read Numbers chapter 21, God, they don't even, the children of Israel don't even ask for water. God just gives it to them. They didn't, Moses didn't have to strike the water, but the people that were sitting there, the princes of the land, Numbers 21 and 16 tells us that the men or the princes of the land went out there, they watched Moses just a chapter before, and they went out there. Moses didn't have to lift a hand, but those children and those princes under the authority of the prophet's message went out there and did exactly, they took their staves and they hit the water. But what did they do? 
They got out there and all of Israel began to sing, spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. What were they doing? They were singing a song. And those, those men that are out there and that rowing team that are out there, they're singing their song. They're getting in the rhythm of it. It's a beautiful thing when you watch them. You ever watch the pro as a Christian? It's not the person that's all the time on the mountain, but it's the person that's down in the valley. He spent his time in prayer. He spent in moments in prayer. He spent his time when he's out there all alone when everybody else has gave up on him. He spent some time on his knees. He's got a union that he goes back to. It's not about what happens in the building tonight. It's about what happens at your bedside. And you watch these young people that have learned to pray, that have spent time with the tapes. They get under the authority of the prophet's message. They get under the authority of it, brother. And they start moving at a terrific speed. And Brother Brandon would talk, and I, I'm going some places here, and I hope you follow me, okay? But Brother Brandon would say, now, you don't see it coming through this room. He said, but he said, there's television that's running through this room. There's radio that's flowing through this room. You don't see it, but it's there. He said, but it's like a great big word, yes, that's moving through the building. He said, if it's coming through there in radio, you don't see it, but a channel picks it up. It picks it up, and it brings yes through the building and you hear it. And Brother Branham said, he said, you let one person begin to say amen to the word of God. There's one power of yes. He said, but if you let two begin to move in the power of that yes, and there screams yes. I don't know how many we got here. Let's say 125. If you'd move here in the power of yes, you've got 125 saying yes to the same thing. And if you say that Ron Spencer can be healed of cancer, yes, Erica Parker can be healed. Brother Dottie's church can be blessed. These young people can be filled. Yes, I can be delivered from pornography. Yes. Come on, young people. Fight with everything that's within you. Satan's doing his best to fight you and trying to win. Fight him back. He's tried his best to keep you in the grave. He's tried his best to keep you in pornography. He's tried his best to keep you in that depression. Fight him back. Tell him back off of me. I am God's property. You cannot have me. You can't have my mind. You can't have my family. You can't have my energy. You can't have my worship. Come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost is in the room. Fight past your fear. Fight past it. Fight past your thought. I'll never get it. Come on. It's worth fighting for. Come on, somebody. Anything that's worth dying for is worth living for. Let's enjoy the Holy Ghost. Don't you put your parameters on God. Don't you put God in a box and say God's got to do it this way or do it that way. Take him out of the box here tonight. I don't know where you are and I don't know what you're battling. But I want to say this to you. Let God out of the box and watch the supernatural happen. Come on now. Take him out of that. Take him out of your fear. Take him out. How'd you say it? Let yourself loose. Let yourself loose. 
Now watch. This is God's strategy. He said, oh, God's strategy is to take human, empty human vessels and shake the world with them. You. What's your name? I know your name. Sister Esther will say it out loud. He wants you. How about you, bro? What's your name? He wants you. How about you? He wants you. All over this building, I want you to shout your name. God is looking for you. This is God's strategy. You got to be kidding me. This is what God's looking for? A bunch of puny teenage girls? Surely you could come up with a better plan, God. They can barely overcome looking in the mirror and think, well, I'm not pretty as she is. This is exactly what God's looking for. You're going to have to fight, but you're exactly what God is looking for. You've got some fears that you've got to press. God is a master plan. All you've got to do is empty out. Yes, you failed, but get back up. Yes, you went into a devil's trouble and you failed to his plan, but get back up. You were not made for the devil's devised plan. You were made for God's plan. Hallelujah. I feel 10,000 volts moving in this place. This is God's strategy. He's going to take this young boy. He's got a boy by the name of Levi that knows how to sacrifice when he don't feel like worshiping and when he don't feel like giving in to God that he makes a sacrifice. Yes, God wants you. He wants you in your problems. He wants you in your situations. He wants you when men gives up on you. wants you so empty he don't want you full of yourself he don't want you full of your abilities he wants you empty he wants you empty brother Burnham said and, and, and uh, power weakness and power strength by power strength by weakness he says there he said when Moses got up there when Moses got up there, when he was down there in Egypt, he was full of power, he was full of wisdom, and he was full of strength. He said, but when he got up there in front of that pillar of fire, he said, he got up there, and he said, God, I can't. I have. Brother Random said he had seven weaknesses. The lack of authority, the lack of a message, the lack of eloquence, the lack of speech. And he said he had all of these I can't. What I love about this is that Brother Branham said when he got up there, he said in his own strength that he had down there in Egypt, he thought he was able to do those things, but when he got before the presence of the Lord, he said Moses had been cured. He figured out that he couldn't, but God could. And you're exactly... <laughs> Oh, I can feel you in the room right now. There's going to be somebody that rises up and said, I'm God's strategy. I'm God's plan. God picked me out for this battle. 
This is God's strategy is to take empty human vessels and shake the world with them. Uh, just a little bit. And he said, and we'll go. He said, like a Pentecost. The Pentecost, what did he do? It taken them 10 days to get all emptied out. He said, but they was up there standing with their vessels turned up. And God took himself and filled them up. He said, and that's all. He said, they shook the world. He poured himself into them. He said, that's the need of today. He said, that's what we need today is empty vessels so God can fill them up. He said, that's what it is. He said, that's what it was at Pentecost. They had empty vessels so God could fill them up. That's the need of today. Is that God is God is demanding empty vessels. Somebody is willing to empty out. Empty out of your intellects. Empty out of your hurt. Empty out of your hurt. Empty out of the abusive situation. Empty out of it. And let God fill you up. Empty out of it. This might be a weird moment to do this. But empty out real quick. Because God's got some plans. I want You ain't got to say it out loud. But I want you to say, God, I'm emptying myself out. Because when God found a woman that was under the authority of a prophet's message. She was sitting up there and her sons were in trouble. Her sons were in trouble and they were being sold to bondsmen. What did the prophet's message say? Go find me some empty vessels. What you got in this house? What you got in this house? All I got is a little bit of oil and a vessel. He said, go to the neighborhood. Find every vessel. Get every vessel that you can. Bring them here. And when she had found every vessel that she could find, that's why it's important to bring everyone in. Get your family in here, Rahab. Get your loved ones in here. Get them in here under this protection. Get them here under this token. Well, if you don't know the mess that they're in, don't you worry. Don't you worry. If he can take care of Rahab, he can take care of anybody. If he can take care of a prostitute and make her a wife of a captain and let her produce a Boaz, he can take you and show you that he's more than able to go beyond your expectations. I'd say it's time that you take the limitations off of your body, off of your mind, off of your spirit, off of your thoughts. What did Elijah do? He took one drop of oil into this one and into that one. And before they knew it, the prophet's ministry had brought the Holy Ghost into empty vessels. And before you know it, you are still under Elijah's ministry. You are under it right now. You're under the greatest dispensation. You're under the power of it. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. You're under it. Get your vessel empty. He don't need you full. He don't need much, but little is much if God is in it. Stop looking at your problems and start looking at how big God is. 
I want you to open up your expectations tonight. I want you to know that the God that I'm talking about wants to be known and he wants to be felt. He wants to be filled. He wants you to be sealed with the Holy Ghost. Job didn't know that he could know God until God presented him the thought. He said, Job, do you know that you can know me? He never would even thought about knowing God until God presented him with the idea. And when he presented him with the idea, he said, God, I want to know you. Declare yourself unto me. And when Job's over there in Job 42 and 5, he said, I have heard of thee, but now I see. I heard about an upper room, but now I see. I heard about people being delivered from all kinds of chains, but now I see. You're exactly what the Father is looking for. I was reading. I was reading today. You can't stay empty. You can empty out, but you can't stay empty. Because Jesus told us that the unclean spirit, when he's cast out, goes searching. He goes searching through dry places. And he goes searching. And when he comes back to the house that he's been kicked out of, he sees it swept out. He sees it emptied out. And he invites seven more devils to come back and live in that house. So you can't stay empty. I was listening today, reading today here. Excuse me, I was reading today. Brother Branham, he says something very powerful. Very powerful in question and answers. He said, now there's a question here. He said, I never noticed it while I, when I read it a while ago. He said, there's a question. Now, if that person is present, he said, let me just read it to you. He said, I have lived many years in sin until I found the Lord. Please, Brother Branham, I have sinned again, and I'm not worthy to come before you in this holy place. Please tell me if I can be restored whole again. Please tell me if I can be restored again. I've sinned again. And I'm not worthy to come before you in this holy place. But please tell me if I can be restored whole again. I'm going to ask you, do you believe William Branham Branham is your prophet? Do you believe that this message is yours by uplifted hand? You believe this? Let your trouble serve notice on your trouble. Serve notice on your chaos. Serve notice on your thought. Can I be restored again? Yes. Man, that's powerful. It's simple. Yes. You have not sinned, my friend, so far in God, but what you could be restored. If you had sinned so far that you could not be restored, you'd never want to be restored. But as long as there's something dealing with your heart, you're still in line of restoration. You wouldn't have came in the building, but you're in line for restoration, son. The Holy Ghost has saw you, and you're in line for it. But I did a bad thing. You're in line for restoration. You wouldn't be fighting the way you're fighting if you wouldn't be in line for restoration. 
pillar of fire is circling, moving, working in this place. It's a pillar of fire that's waking up the seed. It's a pillar of fire that's doing it. It don't change the scene. It don't change the seed. It just manifests what was laying there. David was always born a son of Jesse. You are always a son of God. The sheep when it got lost was always a sheep. A coin when it got lost was always a coin. The prodigal was always a son. And before David was known as a giant killer, there was something laying on the inside of him. Little bride, there's something laying on the inside of you that's gotta come to life. There's a power that is here. He is quickening that which was already there. Brother Branham told you in the church age book, you didn't become seed by the rebirth. You were seed, therefore you could be reborn. For in non-seed, there's nothing to quicken. You wouldn't feel the power that you feel in this room if there wasn't some quickening power that said that the old nature, the one that made you fall, the one that made you fall in sin, that nature has no dominion on you. It's lost its position. It's lost its power. The seed is your identity. Your problems are not your identity. Your scars are not your identity. Your fall is not your identity. You read in Genesis chapter 26 when Isaac is there and he's going to reclaim his inheritance and the Philistines come in time and time again and they start filling up the well. What are they trying to do? They're trying to stop Isaac's anointing. And the devil tries to keep making you fall in a hole and he's trying to stop your anointing. But Isaac was there to reclaim what was rightfully his. What was it? He was there to take back everything that the enemy had stole from him. The devil may have stole this well from you. The devil may have stole this source of life from you. But just dig one more time. Those same channels are laying there. The same power source is laying there. You know that the Bible tells us that that rock that was Christ followed them wherever they went. When Moses smote the rock, it wasn't just a little bitty trickle of water that was coming out of it. It was a power source. It was enough to water two million people. And those channels were laying there all of those years. They're laying there. They're laying there when you don't see them. That's why you can sing the song Waymaker. Even when you don't see him, he's working. Even when you don't feel him, he's working. Those channels were laying there in the water. And when Jehoshaphat and the three kings went up there and they'd been without water, their oxen had been without water, they went before the prophet Elijah. And they said, this is what we are in need of. There's a battle that's getting ready to happen and we need water. What did the prophet do? He went out there and told them to start digging some ditches. He said, if you hit a piece of wood, keep digging. What was it? Those same channels that Moses opened up under the dispensation of a prophet's message was still laying there. What William Branham opened up when he delivered the seals, it's still laying there. That inspiration. That inspiration is still laying there, young people. What did he tell you in the first seal? 
that enemy that's riding out there has a bow with no arrows. He's nothing but a bluff. I'll tell you what, I feel so good I can start speaking in tongues and run around this building. There's a channel open here. There's a power here. The same God William Branham preached. Well, I don't see him. It's in the room. The channel is here. They never saw the water until they started digging. Well, I ain't felt nothing. Have you amen the word one time? I didn't feel nothing when the brother laid his hands on me. What did you accept what he prayed over you? It's laying there. The power's right there. The anointing's right there. How about somebody rise up and say, it's for me tonight. It's for me tonight. No matter what I came in here, the baggage ain't leaving with me. The weapons of warfare that you have are not carnal. That's right. God's going to take you and shake the world with it. He took Paul that was known as a Jew killer, known as a Gentile killer, and he took him and shook the world with him. He took Moses and he shook up Egypt. He took David and Daniel. Daniel shook up Persia. David shook up all of Israel. He's going to take a brother Weber and shake the world up. He's going to take a cross and shake the world up. He's going to take a walls and shake the world up. He's going to take some Parkers. He's going to take some Bennett's. Come on now. Put your name there. He's going to take some balls. He's going to take some Davises and shake the world with it. You're exactly what God is looking for. You got a need that's bigger than you. But you're in line for restoration. You got a problem that you think is too hard. But you're in line to get your healing. You messed up. But you're in line for restoration. You're falling. But get back up. I see this as a great opportunity. You got troubles? You got problems? It's a great opportunity. You can look at it one way or the other. There was a man that was in World War II. He was over in England. He went back home after fighting all those years. He come back home, and his home wasn't there. A bomb had dropped directly on top of his house. And he's standing there, and he's looking down at the hole. You can look at your problem one way or another. He said, you know what? He said, I always wanted a basement. You got something you can build on. You got something you can do with this. You're not going to go down in defeat. You're going to rise up. You're not going to be known as somebody that lost a battle. You're going to be known as somebody that said like Paul said, that I am 
I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor powers nor principalities shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. How many wants the Holy Ghost? I'm asking a serious question here. How many wants the Holy Ghost here tonight? You've been without it. You've tried without it. But you really want it. How many wants a refilling of the Holy Ghost? That better be 100%. If it ain't, I want you first at the altar. There's a repeat of Pentecost that's happening. It's happening in this room. Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to labor just a few more things here, and I want you to keep your heart on that. They were up there to receive the power that Jesus had already breathed over them in John chapter 20, that he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. They were up there anticipating the receiving of the power. Many years ago, I worked on a line. It was, a, it was a line where they, I'll just tell you, it was a Little Debbie line. They sent them Little Debbie cakes that y'all guys enjoy eating. We had these little, little walkie-talkies that get on there. And, I, and sometimes I, we, we, change, we change positions. Sometimes we're loading a trailer. And sometimes we're, sometimes we're loading the line. And if you were the guy on the end of the line, you couldn't do anything until somebody put something on that line you couldn't feel that truck until somebody put something on the line they get on the walkie talkie supervisor get on there and say hey man why ain't you got that truck full I'm in the box I'm in the truck but the guy up there ain't doing his job he ain't up there doing his job I can't do my job unless somebody puts something on the line I want you to know that there's something on the line for you there's something already coming down your line. And whether you see it or whether you don't, the promise had already been spoken over them in John chapter 20. They were in line for it. But when they got there in the upper room, they found out exactly what God prophesied that they were going to receive. Now notice what Brother Randall, he said, it can only, if he can only get you Away from doubters that say that the days of miracles has passed. If he can ever get you away from the people that say there's no more feeling of religion, that heartfelt religion that our fathers bled on the battlefield for, there's nothing to it. He said if he can ever get you alone one time and all your ideas shut outside, he can get you, get a group of people together like that. He said there would be a repeat of Pentecost. So what is he telling you? He's telling you to turn down the devil's lie. Again, he said, if you're without the Holy Ghost today, this might be the very time where God would repeat Pentecost again. He's here. You feel the anointing of it. You made a declaration in your heart that I want this. You want this. You got questions, Chloe. 
Today's the day that he rolls away the reproach. Today's the day that he changes your title from Ruth the Moabitess to Ruth the Redeemed. You're in line for a title change. I'm standing there and I'm, I'm trying to trying to get you somewhere because I know that God's getting ready to do something I feel it how you know how you know brother Andrew it's like that kite up there in the sky you don't see it but you feel it tugging you felt him tugging at you well, brother Branham is standing there in 19 1958, I believe it's, and he's standing there in the oneness of unity. You listen there, Brother Branham is fighting. He's fighting that whole, I mean, it's a powerful message, and he's fighting that whole entire service, that crowd. He's, that crowd's binding, it's binding the move of the Spirit, and, and it's binding, and it's, it won't let him operate. But there's getting ready to be one of the greatest events that transpires on tape. And here's, here's a crowd, and I, I don't feel this, I don't feel this reluctant, that's not why I'm saying this. But this is what I want you to be aware of. That Brother Barnum said, I, I, he said, now he said, look, he said, I believe in being conservative. He said, but he said, you've got to watch it. He said, because it creates superstitions. And Brother Barnum, you listen to that tape. Go and listen to it, the oneness of unity. And he's sitting there and he's fighting. He's fighting in his spirit. He's preaching with everything that's within him. And, he, and he's standing there, and in a few moments of time, one of the greatest events, you're going to hear it on tape, you can hear the roar of the wind of the Holy Ghost. Brother Brandon prays a very powerful prayer. Then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost comes whirling through that building. The Holy Ghost comes whirling through that building. It actually blows up Brother Branham's coattail that he has on, that he's sitting there, and the wind of the Holy Ghost comes rushing through that room. But Brother Branham prays, he prays this prayer. He says, give them an understanding. This is before this happens. He said, give them an understanding that you're there more anxious to get in their heart than they are to have you. May every little feeling, every demon that's sitting around hissing, saying you won't receive it, you won't receive it, may they call the devil a liar. If the devil's been hissing at you, saying you won't receive it, call him a liar. God made the promise, and God will keep the promise. But how can we, when we sit all pulled in like a terrapin in its shell, I pray, God, that you'll loosen up the crowd of this people and send down the Holy Spirit from on high with a great powerful rush upon them. May their hearts be open now, and if they can only receive the Holy Spirit, Lord, he will announce to them that all the blessings of God belong to them. The mighty angel is here to announce to you that all the blessings belong to you, Gloria. You that want the Holy Ghost, I want you to make a declaration. I'm going to receive it tonight. It's more than a feeling. It's more than an emotion. 
It's an experience. How many here is desiring the Holy Ghost? Don't be ashamed about it. If there are people that are sitting here that got the Holy Ghost, they were in the same spot that you were in. Don't you be ashamed to lift your hand. You that are desiring the Holy Ghost, would you stand? You're not alone. You're not alone. God bless you. God bless you. He's here to give it to you. He's here to give it to you. So everybody here sitting here says they have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Those that are sitting, you know that you know. There's no devil going to shake you off of it. Then you that are standing, I want you to take a look. Take a look. Turn around. These are your brothers and sisters that fought the same battles, have fought the same mind battles. As our musicians come, I know that I'm making you feel just a little bit anxious right here, but don't you worry. That's just the enemy. But if you get here like old buddy Robinson did, I said, I'm not going to leave until I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God, if you don't feel me, you're going to find a bag of bones laying here. If you come with that persuasion in your heart, there is nothing too hard. I was in that spot. We have a baptism that's going to take place here later on tonight. It's the first of many. I'm going to lay my hands upon you and ask that God gives you the desire of your heart. How many has a need in your body and you want to be touched? Would you stand? God bless you. As they begin to play something softly there, I would like those that are seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost to come to make a move to this altar. And I want to show you that your prayer was perfection. Your heart's desire. Brother Brandon was standing there after he preaches the seals. And he comes and preaches on God hid himself in simplicity. Young people, this is how I want you to receive this. Is that before the seals and after the seals, William Branham preaches, it's God revealed and hiding himself in simplicity. Don't you look at them seals and say, well, I don't understand those things. That's your manna. It's God what are them seals, Brother Andrew? It's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Brother Branham is standing there after the seals. And he's standing there and he says, he said, now just humble yourself. The Holy Ghost is here to manifest himself. And he said, now there's, there's something wrong. And there's nothing wrong with God. God promised it. 
He said, so help me. I could stand right here and go down aisle after aisle and tell everyone where you're at and what you've done and say that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know that's true. And I see you're afraid to turn yourself loose. You're scared of something. There's something wrong. God don't make a promise and then go back on it. It's the truth. Right here, if you want it, it's up to you. It's your death. It's your burial. It's your exception. There's the word. So help me, the Holy Spirit is here. So help me, Jesus Christ is in here. Have I ever told you anything wrong? He's here. But there's something I was standing there watching. That See that light circling right across the building here on us? Just back and forth. My, there you go. That's it. That's the way it struck a little lady over here. That's the way it struck another one. There you go. There it is. Now there's the time to accept it while it's there. See? Glory. Surely it would strike someone there. Praise be to God. There you are. Amen. That takes it. There he goes over on somebody else here now. Another and another. Praise the Lord. He's truth. He's the way, the truth, the light, life. Accept it while it's falling on others. While it's on others, accept it. It's going all around, around the place the Holy Spirit is. I'm not excited. I'm telling you the truth. Glory, that's right. Stay right with it. Stay right with it. Just stay right there. You haven't been standing there five minutes yet. Stay right there. You promised it, God. I'm here to receive it. All right, there it is. Reach up, reach out and say, I receive it. I receive it. Here it is. I feel the pulsation of the Holy Ghost moving here. I receive it. You ain't got to jump to get it, but I believe if you get it, you'll jump. You ain't got to shout to get it, but I believe if you get it, you'll shout. You ain't got to dance to get it, but I believe if you get it, you'll dance. You ain't got to speak in tongues to get it, but I believe that if you get it, you can speak in tongues. There it is. I receive it. Here it is. Lord, I want it. I want you to come. I want you to make your way to this altar. God's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. I receive it. Here it is. Lord, I want it. I stood up here. I'm sincere. I mean it. You promised it to me. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Just keep believing. Keep believing. You said you'd believe me. If you believe me, the Holy Spirit, that light just keeps moving around over the building. What is it? It's hunting somebody that will open up. I tell the truth, amen. Try raising up your hands. Try raising up your hands and praising him. Say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. 
Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You gave me the promise, and I'm going to hold to the promise. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I'm looking right at it. Here's a prophet looking at it. He's looking at it, circling over this one and circling over that one. You feel it in the room. You're aware that you're not alone in this room. This ain't Andrew Spencer. I didn't work you up. It's not my voice. You created this atmosphere. The pillar fire is working in word of life tonight. You set these meetings up for this. You didn't do this for your own sake. You didn't ask for this, Brother Joe. You didn't ask for this, Brother Rob. Brother Donnie didn't ask for it for his own accord. He set it up for these young people that they leave here completely changed. Stay right with it. Stay there, Lord. I'm going to stay right there. I don't care if it's in the morning. I'll be standing right here praising you. I know you're going to send it. This convention is ending, and I'm here without the Holy Ghost. I'm going away from here filled with the Holy Ghost. So help me. You promised it. I'll stand like a weather vane. I'll do anything you want me to, Lord. Only... I want the Holy Ghost. God called you for a purpose. Don't question it. Don't question. Just give in to the authority and watch the miraculous get into your music. Son, I feel the anointing. I feel it in your song. Don't run from that. Just yearn to channel that. He'll pour out a blessing like never before. Stay right with it. I'm here to receive it. Got questions about your future? Say, I'm here to receive my answers. Which way am I going to go? I'm here to receive it. Now, I done read a prophet's prayer. Say, stay right with it. Labor in there. Say, Lord, I'm here. I'm sticking with it. But you that need healing in your body, I want you to lift your hands. It don't matter if it's a headache. It don't matter if it's a trouble in your heart. It don't matter if it's, a, if it's arthritis. It doesn't matter if it's a blood clot. It doesn't matter if it's brain cancer. It doesn't matter if it's liver cancer, kidney cancer. It doesn't matter if it's varicose veins. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's obesity. It doesn't matter if it's anorexia. anorexia. It doesn't matter. The Holy Ghost is here. I feel the witness of it. Stay right with it. Lord, I'm going to stay right here. I don't care if it's in the morning. I'll be standing right here praising you. I know you're going to send it. I'm here without the Holy Ghost. I'm going away from here filled with the Holy Ghost. So help me. You promised it. I'll stand here like a weather rain. I'll do anything you want me to. Only I want the Holy Ghost. I'm determined to get it now watch this when you surrender fully he'll come in fully 
But until you surrender, he can't come in fully. Surrender, surrender your thoughts. Surrender your thinking. Surrender your life. Surrender your all. Surrender your prestige. Surrender everything to him now. He'll come in and fill you with the Holy Ghost. That's what he's here to do. He's already struck two or three here in the building. There's more than that that's wanting the Holy Ghost. Just keep believing. He's here and he's in the room to do the work. I want you to lift your hands wherever you are. And I want you to break past your fears. Break past what you feel in this room. I got cold on God. I walked away. I let some things get in my life. But I'm here. I'm here and I've got my vessel turned up, Lord. Fill me. Let me be a powerhouse. Fill me, Lord Jesus. Let me be drunk on the Holy Ghost every day of my life until I leave this world. He's here to do it. He's here to do it. Now watch him come.
love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me in all my days. I've been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. I will sing of the goodness of God. I love you.
all my life you have been faithful. And oh, all my life you have been so, so
history Sacrifice of Calvary And now I know Thou art the great I am Oh, how I love Him
Listen. 
to be a water baptism of our brother. Our brother has made a decision to take on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at this moment in time, we're going to take our brother and baptize him. So as you continue to worship here tonight, this is what I want you to do. As our brother goes down in this watery grave, I want you to stand there as his brothers and sisters in Christ and believe that when he is baptized in this name, that is a name that is above every name, that our brother will receive the same promise that was given out on the day of Pentecost. Because Jesus said, repent of your sins, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can you do that for us as you worship tonight? God bless you. Words could fall like rain From these lips of mine And if I had a thousand years I would still run out of Listen to our hearts. 
those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not enough to tell you of our love. So listen to our not enough to tell you of our love so listen to our hearts stand here in this moment and baptize our brother in Christ, Brother James Walker. He's made a decision to make Christ his Lord and wants to take his name on. And as he goes down in this watery bab baptism here, this grave, we recognize that there is a promise that is hanging over the children of God, that if they would repent of their sins and be baptized in the name of the Lord, that they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we believe that our brother has made his declaration as a Christian. He's repented of his sins and he's asked the Lord to come into his heart. So would you pray with us today? Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, what a, what a wonderful honor that it is to stand here, Lord Jesus, in your presence. Lord, feeling the anointing here in this room tonight, we recognize that heaven has come down. And we're asking, Father, as we come here to this moment in time, our brother has asked us to be a part of his baptism. And what an honor it is for myself to stand here, for Brother James to recognize that he's made this decision in his life to take you on and to live for you. And I pray, Father, Lord Jesus, that you would roll away all of the reproach in his life and all of the sins, Lord, and let it be under the blood of Jesus Christ. And Father, as I stand here in this moment under the commission of the Word of God to go therefore and preach and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And according to your commission, I baptize Brother James Walker in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
One night while on life's raging sea It looked as if I would suffer defeat As the blackness of night closed off the light And my heart sang with fear My desperate cry rang out with fright All I could see was no hope inside With faith all but gone I met the one who came looking for me He came looking for me He came looking for me He made a way when there was no way that I could see When I drifted so far Jesus was near Rescue my soul and calm all my fear Save from all harm Since I met the one who came looking for me Oh, Satan had already picked out my grave His plan to move forward to put me away I drifted so far Would anyone care that I'd soon be lost? Destruction was a matter of time But Jesus appeared and said This one is mine Now I'm safe with no harm For he walked through the storm He came looking for me He came looking for me He came looking for me was near to rescue my soul and calm all my fear save from all harm since I met the one who came looking for me oh Satan had already picked out my grave plan to move forward to put me away I drifted so far would anyone care that I'd soon be lost? I knew my destruction was a matter of time But Jesus appeared and said, this one is mine Now I'm safe with no harm For he walked through the storm, he came looking for me was near to rescue my soul and calm all my fear. Now I'm safe with no harm. Wiped through the storm, he came looking for me. Now I'm safe from all harm since I met the one who came looking for me.
appreciate the word tonight and the service. Amen. Certainly appreciate Brother Andrew. Certainly appreciate Brother Andrew just yielding to the gift and speaking what's on his heart. And we know that lives are going to be changed, and God has already done a bunch of things here tonight that we're going to see manifest as we go on in time. So we're looking forward to hearing the testimonies on that. Um, let's sing uh, somebody ought to testify. Somebody ought to testify. Oh, somebody ought to testify. For God I live, for God I will die. Somebody ought to testify. Those Hebrew boys, they can testify. How God took the heat out of the fiery fire. Come here, Daddy, what do you have to say? The lions were made pillows for my head to lay. Somebody ought to testify.
Praise the Lord. Well, we want to thank you. We want to thank all of our guests for coming. We praise, praise the Lord. Thank you for coming. Thank you for making the sacrifice. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you for the service tonight. Just a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. I thank God for breaking through, and I love it. Just love it. We're going to have a uh, fellowship now. We've got plenty of time for fellowship. So take what you received here and continue all night. So let's pray for the food. We're going to have some food. Dear Lord, thank you for your grace to us. I thank you, Lord, for the service tonight. I thank you for the fellowship of the saints. I thank you for young people. How I love the young people. And I pray, Lord, that you bless the food for our bodies. Bless the fellowship. Uh, with, go with us now, Lord, and help us to anchor down what we receive. Drive a stake down tonight in what we received, oh God, in our hearts. I pray that that all these blessings, Lord, would go home with us and, and through the service tomorrow as well. Thank you for Brother brother Andrew and his testimony and his, his desire to help these young people and the love of God in his heart that so manifest a picture painted, Lord, that we could see it, an image of the loving God loving us. And I thank you, Lord, for those that receive the Holy Ghost tonight. I pray that you anchor down in their hearts that they are taking with them a piece of God's own life. It is no small thing. We hear the word again and again and again, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the words. But help them to recognize it's God's own life and God's own love in them, manifesting himself. I pray, Lord, let, the, let love shine abroad in their hearts. And I pray, Lord, for all of us as we wait until the day that we come home to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. You are dismissed. Somebody ought to testify. Oh, somebody ought to testify.